When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Dan Myler, host of the longest running Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60 plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you on top of your Dynasty League year round. It's a different topic each week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast, but the common theme is always the same helping you build the ultimate dynasty roster. Join me, Dan Myler, along with Ryan McDowell and Matt Price each week, year-round, for the DLF Dynasty Podcast. down everybody welcome back to the station welcome back to the channel y'all know what it is it's your boy ray g you can find me on twitter at ray gq and we did it mock draft monday i've been talking about making these come out on mondays when i do drop the rookie mock drafts been coming out tuesdays fridays saturdays but we got it bright and early monday morning for you for those of you who celebrate the thanksgiving holiday hope you had a long extended weekend but it's grind mode, maybe. It's grind mode. It's time to get back to the money. The NFL season over halfway done. The college football season wrapping up right now. Dynasty rookie draft season is right on the cusp of taking over the fantasy football space. And I promise you, I don't care what site, what resources you use, you will not find a better wealth and database of college prospect knowledge than what we got cooking over here. Patreon.com forward slash prospect talk. We eat, sleep, breathe college prospects, analysis, film, analytical stuff, the hub that Jordan Backus has built. There's nothing like it in the fantasy football world. I'm telling you, you want to stay a step ahead of your league mates, you got to rock with the good people of the Prospect Talk database, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk. And today we're going to take a look at two rounds from this Superflex rookie mock draft. I think we did four or five in the month of November. Uh, this is the most recent. We just completed this past weekend. A little bit of recency bias coming into place here, but that's the ebbs and flows of the rookie season. And as we get to the NFL combine and testing numbers, 
numbers and true size and measurables start to come out, shit's going to be all over the place. I'm telling you, no consensus at quarterback. We saw a lot of movement there. Running back, some new people popping up in this two. Well, we did a three-round mock, but I'm only sharing two. You want the full thing. You want the ADP. You know where to go to get all of that. But let's not play around. Let's not delay. Let's dive into the content right now. All right. Here we go. Once again, super flex. Super flex. No tight end premium. None of that. We actually started our single quarterback mock draft, so we'll get some of those out for those of you uh, who still play in single quarterback leagues. Couldn't be me, but I'm going to make sure y'all are taken care of as well. So right here, 101, this is super flex, so there should be no surprise. Maybe there is a little bit of a surprise, but Matt Corral. Matt Corral was the first player off of the board, and I believe he still has the consensus 101 in our ADP for the super flex, uh, for the super flex uh, leagues. Uh, I, 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 this is the, this is my pick at 101. You got to go with Matt Corral. I love some of the other skill position players in this class, but Matt Corral to me is the clear cut 101 and super flex. He's going to get first round draft capital. If he lands in somewhere like Washington, Carolina, Denver, I mean, the weapons are there for Corral to really, really take flight early in his career. Really love what he, what he's done this season. So Matt Corral, 101, easy choice. 102, shit got spicy real quick. Because conventional wisdom would say, Superflex, got to go with the quarterbacks, maybe a running back, but no, no, no. Arkansas's mammoth of a wide receiver coming off of another dominant performance. Traylon Burks goes 102, the wide receiver out of Arkansas, 6'3", 225, probably going to drop sub 4'4". At the NFL Combine at that size, just an incredible freak athlete. Traylon Burks, first wide receiver off of the board ahead of all the running backs and all the other quarterbacks. Who came off of the board? 103, Texas A&M's Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller, you know, in a, in a tough three, maybe even four-way battle for RB1 in this class. Right now, Isaiah Spiller is my top-ranked running back in the 2022 class. But all of this can change. Brees Hall had a fantastic game, game of the ages for him this past weekend. A lot of people love Brees Hall. Kenneth Walker, I know some people have Zach Charbonnet as RB1 in this class. We're gonna, it's going to come down to, to testing numbers and measurables. What I like about most of these running backs, they're big boys, man. You know, Hall, Spiller, uh, Charbonnet, Rashad White, Hassan Haskins, all these guys are over 210 pounds. So they've got that prototypical size to handle the in-between tackles work. Isaiah Spiller, Brees Hall, all those guys have caught a lot of balls in their college career, so they can they can do it in both phases of the game. All right, at 104, the aforementioned Brees Hall did come off of the board as RB2, top five player. A lot of people have soured on Hall this year. Don't really know why. I still think he's a fantastic running back. Maybe he's not generational, but damn, he's still good. I mean, over 35 receptions on this season, 20 back-to-back, -back, uh, two back-to-back, -back, 20 reception seasons to start his career out. I think Brees Hall is going to be an excellent running back in the pros and a strong candidate for RB1 off of the board when the NFL draft comes around. At 105, another running back. So after Traylon Burks go, we see pretty much the consensus top three running backs come off of the board right after Burks with Kenneth Walker, Michigan State stud, Heisman hopeful running back coming off of the board at 105. And rounding out the top six, a wide receiver from Ohio State, Chris, no, not Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson is incredible. You want to put Garrett Wilson as wide receiver one in the class, not going to argue you. Uh, he's going to get the draft capital, very well could be the first wide receiver off of the board. 
But there you go. Your top six picks, Matt Corral, Traylon Perks, Isaiah Spiller, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, and Garrett Wilson round out round one. Picks one through six. And let's start it out at the 107 spot. And a player who was lost uh, for the season due to injury, but was on a record-shattering pace. Every draft analyst that I pay attention to that seems to be worth a damn all have him projected as a first-round pick. And I'm talking about Big Drizzy, Drake London, the 6'5", 210-pounder out of USC. Uh, currently a top three wide receiver in the class for me. I love him. Reminds me of Mike Evans slash Brandon Marshall. Maybe a little more Brandon Marshall than Mike Evans. Uh, I have no concerns about the ankle injury. I think Drake London is going to be a stud at the next level in the first of the real, you know, another one of these big boy wide receivers. Burks, uh, Drake London. You're talking about George Pickens. These guys are monsters on the outside. Love what they bring to the table. Drake London comes off of the board at 107. At 108, probably going to win the Bolitnikoff Award this year, Jamison Williams out of Alabama. Speedster. I mean, you know, when you're looking at what we thought Henry Ruggs could be, uh, this is a more refined wide receiver with just as much speed. Maybe not as much. Henry Ruggs ran a 4-2. I think Jamison Williams is a lock to hit 4-3. He's got that speed. Uh, very good route runner. Solid down the field. He's got a little more size than you would think. I like J-Mo. J-Mo's a nice receiver. A good illustration of the transfer portal rules working well. And this player going from a day three prospect at Ohio State to a first round lock in the 2022 NFL Draft. All right. Now let's get back to the quarterbacks. QBs coming off of the board in QB2. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Kenny Pickett comes off the board at 109, the signal caller out of Pitt. Good chance he wins the Davey O'Brien Award as the nation's top quarterback. Uh, Kenny Pickett has improved his draft stock. We talk about J-Mo. Uh, Kenny Pickett, Kenneth Walker, Jamison Williams have improved their draft stock tremendously this year, Kenny Pickett, a lot of NFL execs say he's a first-round pick. So, super flex, rookie drafts, don't let Kenny Pickett fall out of the first. I get it. Some people, you know, ah, he doesn't have the dual-threat ability. Don't let your quarterbacks fall out of the first round. We learn, learn your lesson from Mac Jones. You, you want these guys, their quarterbacks, he's locked into a starting role. Three to four years as a first-round pick. You got to go with Kenny Pickett, all right? At 110, little shocker right here because our, our ADP has him as QB2, uh, QB3 overall. Uh, Sam Howell comes off the board at 110. If you can get Sam Howell at 110 in your super flex uh, rookie drafts, this is probably a great steal. Sam Howell comes off the board as QB3. And the biggest faller so far, Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty. At one point in time, people were talking about him as the QB1 in this class. And I just think... Uh, just some of the some of the things that he needs to work on and clean up in his game, uh, the level of competition, and just how good some of these other players have played this year have people a little weary on 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 Malik Willis. Listen, Malik Willis hits. If Malik Willis fires, the dual threat capability. Uh, th this is going to look like an egregious slip for Malik Willis and whoever got him at the 111 spot. Uh, the person who was probably in the championship game. This is a hell of a get for a player who's still projected by all NFL mock draft analysts to be a first-round pick. So if that happens, I highly doubt we see Malik Willis fall to the 111 spot. I like Willis. I don't believe Willis is better than Jalen Hurts. I know a lot of people want to push that narrative. 
I think he's got a chance to be better, maybe, but right now, uh, he's not a player that I think you would want starting from day one for an NFL franchise. So if he can sit behind a Teddy Bridgewater for a year, if he can sit behind, you know, one of these bridge quarterbacks, maybe a Cam Newton, right? Sit behind Cam Newton for a year, learn that Carolina offense, you might have something special on your hands with Malik Willis. And let's round out the first round with Purdue's sensational wide receiver, David Bell, who is a tier one wide receiver in this class for me. Phenomenal season from David Bell. He's just doing it. He's been doing it since Rondell Moore was there. And I fully expect him, when it's all said and done, to be the Rashad Bateman of this class. Just skilled at everything he does. I believe he's going to test a hell of a lot better than people are giving him credit for right now. Uh, So there it is. Round one. Matt Corral, Traylon Burks, Isaiah Spiller, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Jamison Williams, Kenny Pickett, Sam Howe, Malik Willis, and David Bell. Check it out. NFL football is finally back, baby. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Cowboys tickets or Rams tickets or Cardinals tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in in purchase price. Listen, I know you want to go to a Cowboys game here in Texas, or you want to go see those awful Jaguars play on the road. TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Debbie today and use the promo code Debbie to save $10 off your first order for those Dallas Cowboy tickets or whatever your favorite NFL team tickets are. Now on to round two, and we're going to start at the 201 spot, and we've got to go with the Notre Dame running back, Kyron Williams. Little undersized, probably the best pass blocker from the running back position in this class, and I know pass blocks don't, you know, pass protection doesn't score you fantasy points, but that should at least instill some confidence for coaching staff to keep him on the field on third down situations. He's a capable pass catcher out of the backfield. Don't know if he's got the size to handle the full workload at the NFL level, but he's explosive, he's tough, he can catch the ball, and he can stay on the field in third downs. Great pick right here at the top of the second round grabbing Kyron Williams. Now, this one, I don't think he's going to fall this far, especially after he's probably the first wide receiver off of the board for NFL teams. I'm talking about Ohio State senior Chris Olave. Chris Olave, uh, top five wide receiver for me in this class. He's not my wide receiver one, two, three, or four. He's number five. Uh, Smooth route runner, uh, very great at tracking the ball down the field, an explosive playmaker. I view him uh, in a like Emmanuel Sanders type role, a very strong wide receiver too. I don't think he can be an alpha, but I I could be proven wrong with Chris Olave. I don't dislike Olave. I just like a couple of other receivers a little bit more than what he brings to the table. Right now, in my opinion, he's the third best wide receiver on that Ohio State team, and that's not an indictment against Chris Olave. It's just how damn good Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jigba are. But Chris Olave coming off of the board here at 202 can't argue with the value. All right, at 203, we have another wide receiver from Penn State, Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson has accepted a senior bowl invite. 
And I think he's going to put on a show in those one-on-one practices. He's uncoverable, very quick off of the line of scrimmage, great route runner, explosive after the catch. Uh, Jahan Dotson, again, another one of those wide receivers who I believe could get first-round draft capital in the 2022 NFL Draft. At, at 204, we're going to Kentucky to grab Juan Dale Robinson, a little bigger than people you know probably think, listed at 5'11", 185 pounds. He's doing it all for Kentucky this year. You know, I, I just, for me personally, I just want to see, you know, how he can be used as, as a primary, you know, I don't want to say alpha, but maybe a beta, right? I just don't want gadgety players. I don't want, Rondell Moore is the last gadgety player that I'm, that I'm ever going to plant my flag on. And that's because Rondell Moore was just so damn dominant so early. But if all you can do is kind of run out of the slot, these manufacturers, I, I just, I don't know. I like Wondell Robinson, and when you're getting him at the 204, it's hard to argue with that value. So don't hate the pick at all. Middle of the second round, shit starts to get gross. So you got to go get your guys. Wondell Robinson, hell of a playmaker. If he lands with the right system, could be stock up for him. A player who I think uh, is, is, is not receiving the hype that he should, and I think is going to be a very good pro at the next level, is UCLA's Zach Charbonnet. I mean, at 6'2", 220, 6'1", 220, uh, a lot of people say he's going to run sub 4'5". I mean, if this big boy runs 4'4", mid to low 4'4s, with what he can do out of the backfield, he runs, runs. I'm not comping him. He runs like Nick Chubb. When you watch how high and tight he holds the ball, the one-cut explosiveness, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Zach Charbonnet... Is RB one and and some people that I trust and in their uh, in their projections he's RB one. I don't think he's going to be drafted as RB one, but he's somebody that the pre-draft process could do a ton of good for Zach Charbonnet. I like Charbonnet here to get a potential starting running back at the two hundred five with that size size adjusted speed is going to be incredible. Hell of a get to grab uh, snag Zach Charbonnet at the two hundred five spot. Two hundred six. Don't think I love this one in outside of tight end premium formats. But Texas A&M's Jalen Weidermeyer, he is my tight end one. I think he's going to be a good tight end at the next level. Uh, but there's no way I would have selected Weidermeyer over a couple of players uh, who went after him. Um, this is not tight end premium. So unless you're telling me he's going to be like Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, I, I just don't think I can take a tight end this early. And I don't think I can take this type of tight end. Weidermeyer projects to be, in my opinion, more of a possession Big body chain moving tight end, then explosive down the field weapon. He can do it. Runs a lot over the slot a lot at Texas A&M. But there's no way I'm taking Jalen Weidermeyer over probably the steal of the draft coming off of the board at 207. He was just medically cleared by his team to play. Coming off of an ACL tear, he's probably going to play in the SEC title game. I am talking about Georgia's stud, George Pickens. Getting George Pickens at the 207 spot. Coming into the season, he was a top three wide receiver for me, tore his ACL before the season, and then it was like zero dark 30. You heard nothing about Pickens, his recovery. Well, he's back. He's cleared. He's probably going to play in the SEC title game. And if you're telling me I can get a potential top three talent, maybe the top most talented wide receiver of all these players in the 2022 class, you know, the back half of the second round, sign me up. And again, I, I, I just... I don't think I could take, you know, Wondell Robinson, Jalen Weidermeyer, uh, Jahan Dotson. I don't know if I'd take those guys over George Pickens. Dude. So to grab George Pickens here, the 207 spot, hell of a get. 
All right, at 208, Mr. Five TDs himself, but don't get it twisted. Hassan Haskins has been good, and I think he's going to be a solid little sneaky play at the next level. Think, uh, you know, Ramondre Stevenson-type draft capital, Hassan Haskins. He's the reason why Blake Quorum is not a full-time starter. He's the reason why Zach Charbonnet transferred to UCLA. Hey, the converted linebacker, he's got the size, 6'1", 220, you know, 220 for Haskins, 220 for Walker, 220 for Brees Hall, 220 for Zach Charbonnet. These are big running backs in this class. Hassan Haskins, I, I, I think this, this pre-draft tour for him, senior bowl, a combine could be huge for his stock. And how he finishes out the last couple of games, think Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon went on a tear his final three games of the season last year, got him picked earlier than he probably should have. Hassan Haskins is a better running back than Trey Sermon. So if he can continue that momentum from the Ohio State game to the Big Ten title game to the potential college football playoffs, we can see Hassan Haskins stock skyrocket. So love getting a potential running back, maybe a rotational guy, spot starter, maybe can start at the next level, maybe. Uh, but Hassan Haskins at 208 is definitely worth uh, worth the risk. All right, at 209, Carson Strong, signal caller out of Nevada. Again, still pushing for potential first-round draft capital. Big quarterback, big arm. The, the issue is the, the knee injuries. And I know he's had a couple of them. And there are some concerns about some degenerative stuff in that knee. Carson Strong isn't going to give you anything on the ground. He's a statue, old-school pocket passer. When you're talking about the best deep thrower in the class, you're looking at him, Nevada's Carson Strong. At 210, and I think this is a little low. I believe his stock is going to rise as well. Desmond Ritter. I haven't been the biggest fan of Desmond Ritter. Some accuracy concerns, but he's got size, he's got a big arm, and he's a mobile quarterback. He's not Malik Willis. He's not Matt Corral, but damn it, he can move. He can pick up yards with his legs. Think Dak Prescott, pre-ankle snap injury. That's what you're looking at as far as the mobility. Like a quarterback, that can pick you up some run, uh, some yards and points on the ground. Wouldn't consider him a true Kunami code in the Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray mold. But Desmond Ritter, again, super flex. To get him, potentially at worst, Desmond Ritter is going to be a second-round pick at worst. So to get that at the 210 spot, I'd probably rather Desmond Ritter at 210 opposed to Kenny Pickett at 109. That's just me. Uh, I'm coming around on Desmond Ritter. Coming around. Coming around. I ain't all the way there yet, but I'm coming around. All right, and to finish this thing out at 211, we have Arizona State senior running back. Again, 220-plus pounds. Rashad White having a fantastic season. And Alabama's wide receiver, John Mechie. A lot of people thought John Mechie was going to be the alpha in the offense this year, well, that honor went to Jamison Williams. We saw him picked at the 108 spot. John Mechie rounds out the second round. I think he'll be okay at the next level. Not a big John Mechie fan. Really hadn't impressed this year. Wouldn't be shocked if he came back for another season, John Mechie, that is. So there you go. The second round, Kyron Williams, Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson, Wondell Robinson, Zach Charbonnet, Jalen Weidemeyer, George Pickens, Hassan Haskins, Carson Strong, Desmond Ritter, Rashad White, and John Mechie. There it is. The third iteration, volume three of the 2022 NFL Rookie Mock Draft, brought to you by the good people of Prospect Talk, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk. I hope you enjoyed the content. I hope you're starting to see some trends. 
make some moves, if there's still some trade deadlines that haven't taken place in your dynasty leagues and start acquiring some of those first-round picks in 2022. I think the first round is absolutely loaded with some good value, especially uh, from picks one, uh, 201 to 206, 207. In the second round, if you want to see the full mock draft, if you want to get all access to all the ADP data, you know where to go. I appreciate you checking out the content. If you liked it, smash the subscribe button, hit the thumbs up button, and I'll see y'all later this week with more content, more actionable advice. Y'all have a good one. I'm out of this thing. Peace.